Theme song. Three, two, one. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this premiere podcast for website, Seville Scott, like I just said, is where I go there. Episode 270 of uh, the podcast that you forgot you were subscribed to. I forgot if that was the tagline still or not. <laughs> what's been going on? Episodes a week late, which means you get two this week. Anyway, let's continue on with what's going on with uh, the world. This first one. Just hop right into it. What's the quickest way I've gotten into an episode? Wearing a shirt I've been wearing all day. Just lounging around because I'm not working. Uh, episode 270. This first one comes from the Cord Cutters News, written by Luke Boma. YouTube TV and YouTube will reportedly lose $1.2 billion on NFL Sunday ticket this year. I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. I probably could have talked about that. It's too late. YouTube TV and YouTube will reportedly lose $1.2 billion in NFL Sunday ticket this year. So if you recall, there was a big push by everybody from Apple to Google to, to I mean, they, they left DirecTV. NFL left DirecTV, but whatever. But like truly everybody wanted their, I think even Disney maybe, I don't know. Everybody wanted a piece of the, the NFL pie. Sports make a lot of money. We know that. We know that uh, uh, golf, hockey, basketball, football, they all make so much money every single year. And, and now we're learning the real cost of, of, of trying to expand these things. Now, so NFL Sunday Ticket has been gatekept by DirecTV for you know, decades. <laughs> I mean, like, truly, like the only way to get to watch every NFL game was to Go to DirecTV, get a subscription to their cable or satellite package, packages, and then pay another $300 in order to watch all these football games. But now in this era of streaming, you should be able to access it pretty much anywhere. Case in point, you go to YouTube, you can get Paramount Plus subscription, you can get an AMC Plus subscription, you can subscribe to your favorite. Uh, you can subscribe to directly to Mr. Beast for free, or you can subscribe to somebody else for free and also pay a little extra money, give them tips or whatever. But now you can also, thanks to YouTube, which I think is a I think is a good proposition for for YouTube uh, regular YouTube Vanilla instead of YouTube TV, is that you're able to pay XXX amount of money because it's not. I was gonna say X amount of money. No, it's three X's amount of money. Get your mind out of the gutter. For NFL Sunday ticket, you can pay three hundred dollars. I think they were it was on sale for like two seventy for the longest amount of time, or two fifty, or two hundred, something like that. I know I keep getting the pop up on YouTube TV. I'm like, I'm not paying that much money just to watch Dallas games. In the end, now you. I was on a different tangent. I completely forgot what it was. But back in 2022, December 2022, YouTube and YouTube TV. Paid about $2 billion for the NFL Sunday ticket. Thinking it was just going to be everybody's going to come and flock over. Now they're losing $1.2 billion on it this year. This is uh, coming from Morgan Stanley. 
they a, a tweet is included in this cord cutters news uh, story that has a bunch of numbers that I don't clearly understand. Now the bundled price is about three hundred dollars, unbundled with oh YouTube. Oh, excuse me. So if you have YouTube TV, it's three hundred dollars. If you have just YouTube proper, YouTube vanilla, and you subscribe to you that way, as I said, you can subscribe to Paramount Plus that way, as well as go to Paramount Plus by itself, or go to Amazon channels and subscribe, or go to Apple TV channels and subscribe. But YouTube primetime channels is 300 oh, excuse me, $400. Holy moly. Now, apparently... YouTube TV is more profitable with NFL Sunday Ticket than what DirecTV uh, says it expected to lose this year if it kept the service. That's not to say that YouTube TV is the, is the most profitable uh, cable streaming platform, or if that even if it if it's even a viable option for them. Because we know if you're an Android person, you know how quickly Google drops things. First, you have Google Voice, you have Google Messages, and then now you're back to Google Voice, and then you only get Google Messages. So much things. So much things is what I said. It's bugging here. It's a gnat. It's been flying around bothering me. The Morgan Stanley numbers are close to what has been reported by other sources. Bloomberg uh, recently reported that YouTube TV has hit 1.3 million subscribers, a jump over DirecTV's 1.2 million last year. 41% of NFL Sunday ticket subscribers are also new YouTube TV customers. And, you know, these might have been people that just wanted to make the jump, but they couldn't leave because they love football. I know there's a lot of people who still who love sports and just YouTube TV is not viable for them because YouTube TV, I I believe, dropped the BN network and another network that carries uh, local sports. Uh, I believe Hulu has trouble getting local sports. So if you want to get all that, then you have to watch Fubo. But Fubo sucks. Who has Fubo? Who has Sling? Get a Hulu, get YouTube TV. Don't waste my time. So about 533,000 new YouTube TV customers are paying the the $73 a month plus the $300 for the NFL Sunday ticket because that might be worth it for them. They might be they might be uh, uh, local uh, reporters, newspaper, TV, what have you. They might be, uh, uh, I don't know, enthusiasts. They might be they might be people with money to burn. And then this person writes, uh, Luke writes, this could help explain why YouTube TV is reportedly the only live TV service, I guess that's what they call it instead of streaming cable, live TV service that is seeing growth. Everybody else, including Comcast, Spectrum, Dish, Hulu, Fubo, DirecTV, and others lost subscribers. Who are the others, Sling? Who are the others, though? <laughs> you know, it's like when you when you see a music streaming service that has... Um, uh, that that exists. If it's not Apple TV, excuse me, if it's not Apple Music or YouTube Music or Spotify, and then sometimes there's there's others like Kubas because because that's like a high fidelity one and title. But if it's something else, I I just I go, why does this exist? It's got 
it's got 20,000 songs. <laughs> you know there's millions of songs. <laughs> no, it's got 20,000 songs. All high fidelity for $49 a month. Now, continuing off the YouTube thing, this comes from The Verge, written by Emma Roth. Verge, just just put it in a website. <laughs> this is too much. So I like The Verge redesign, but it's there's so much going on. <laughs> YouTube is getting serious about blocking ad blockers. Now, last week, YouTube started cracking down on ad blockers. And now they have a new, quote-unquote, global effort to encourage users to allow ads or try YouTube Premium. Now, I pay for YouTube Premium, but uh, mostly because of YouTube Music and also because I was grandfathered in at a price, but now it's only now it's still $12. Ridiculous. It used to be 10 But if you use an ad blocker on YouTube TV, on YouTube, excuse me, um, it says video playback is blocked unless YouTube is allow listed or the ad blocker is disabled. YouTube confirmed that it was disabling videos for users with ad blockers in June. But now this effort, that was like a small experiment now that they've like really cracked down on it. Uh, the case against YouTube is very big, very wide. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it's because this is the only platform to watch videos. You can obviously go to TikTok, but you don't have that same base or the same input as you do for YouTube. And, and I think TikTok and YouTube are two different things. I'm not going to TikTok to watch a... Uh, you know, I uh, 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 can't think of something. What's something I watch on YouTube? Um, um, a video game review. There you go. Or I, or I just finished watching a MacBook Pro review. These M1s, M2, M3s. There's so many. Why are there two? Why are why is there a 14 inch MacBook Pro and a 16 inch? They got rid of the 13-inch, which people complained was too small, but the 14-inch isn't? And then and then this, this review, the reviewer, I'm not going to be specific who, about what company who, and who it was because I don't think that matters. But because I, I can see this argument because I can see people talking about this uh, in any of the videos. But they also said that the 16-inch, you could tell the difference between the weight. And the weight is negligible. I think and this goes for every technology reviewer out there nothing is heavy anymore it is 2023 i this phone is an s23 ultra it is the biggest besides the fold it is the biggest samsung phone right now and it is still too small for me and you know what it's bigger than a lot of my pockets it's bigger than my board short pockets it's bigger than some shorts i wore today when i took the dog out it's bigger than uh, I have a running uh, a Nike running belt that I think was made <laughs> only for the iPhone Mini. But man, these things are still too small. And if and if you are a tech reviewer and you're complaining and not complaining, you're noting the size of this is heavy. It's not going to fit in the book bag. It's a 16 inch laptop. Every book bag. There's a book bag right behind me that that can fit an iPad and a laptop in this in its laptop pocket. I just don't understand why they, and it's like sometimes, you know, I'll watch, I know when the Switch was big, uh, 
when the Switch first came out, uh, reviewers were like, hey, it's uh, too big for your pocket. Who was slipping a Nintendo Switch in their pocket? I don't care if it was a Switch Lite. I don't care if it was the LLED one. I don't care if it was the original one. Why, why are you slipping things in your pocket? Well, if I'm, at the sh- if I'm out in public and blah, 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 just be out in public. It doesn't make sense to me. Just live. Stop. You don't need to have all, you don't need to carry your PSVR 2. You don't need to have everything with you at all points or use everything. Uh, if I'm just, oh, I'm just sitting at a coffee shop. Then just sit. I'm waiting for my train. Then just wait. It's like when people complain. I have um, the Power Beats Pros, which are the the hook, you know, Bluetooth earpod things. And the case is like this. The case is thick, and it only charges via lightning, which sucks. Until they come out with another version. Oh, God. They're the only ones that stand on my ear, unfortunately. Not Nothing else. No AirPods, no EarPods, no Samsung ones, no Google one, nothing. Because they don't have hooks. They got these big old Obama ears. <laughs> and the case is huge. But... 50% of the time, I'm carrying a bag with me, be it a crossbody bag or a book bag. The other 50%, oh, you know, I'll say I'll say 30% of the time, I'm just wearing those out in public, and I'm taking the dog for a walk, I'm going for a run, I'm walking by myself. And then that last 20%, it's probably in my pocket. And you know what? They're big. Celebrate me, as the video does. If I could figure out how to turn off these damn Apple video celebrations. Jiminy Christmas. All right, let's continue on. I don't know why, why, what that had to do with YouTube, but whatever. Now, going back to Hulu, this comes from Deadline, written by Dominic Patton. Disney's going to buy out Comcast's Hulu stake for at least $8.6 billion. Everybody could have guessed this happening. Every analyst in the world would have guessed this happening. Happening. I mean, it's the it's the easiest thing for them to have done. I never thought for a second that Disney was going to get rid of Hulu. Hulu used to be a Switzerland. It used to be the conscientious unobjector. Wait, conscientious objector? Excuse me. Well, that's good. <laughs> okay. All right. It used to be the thing that people come to. To drop off their shows. <laughs> Fox Broadcasting. Well, here's The Simpsons. Here's Family Guy. Here's Cool Kids, written by Charlie Day, created by Charlie Day. ABC's like, here's Scrubs Season 9. <laughs> Here, uh, NBC, Comcast is like, uh, here's uh, I Feel Bad. Is that what that show was called? Oh, God. Now, now I feel bad. I feel bad show. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I feel bad. Starring the gorgeous Sir, uh, uh, Sir Sorry You Blue. And then other people. <laughs> but then as streaming ramped up and Netflix became a powerhouse and, and, and then Paramount CBS All Access became its own powerhouse. People, companies really started dub, doubling down, tripling, septupling down on this digital content 
front for streaming. Look at me using the word content. So there, so Disney's buying up the 33% stake that it doesn't own from NBC Universal for $8.61 billion. Now $9 billion. Disney said the $8.61 billion represents NBCU's percentage of the $27.5 billion guaranteed floor value for Hulu that was established when Disney and Comcast entered into their 2019 agreement minus the anticipated outstanding capital call contributions payable by NBCU to Disney Plus, uh, to Disney, excuse me. So this means that uh, we're getting, we're getting, we're slowly coming to a point where Hulu might not exist in its current form within the next two years. Uh, Disney last week announced that it was going to, that it is going to start uh, debuting shows from Hulu on the Disney platform and I, on Disney Plus platform, and I believe vice versa. But I don't think that's good. I, I think they're really more. Than trying, hey, Hulu, you could have some of this, but uh, I think they're really more in line with trying what's gonna what's what what it's gonna be like to have um have having shows like this way up up here on Disney Plus. Why did, why did I say that? <laughs> There's more shows. Like Bob's Burgers or Family Guy. Why am I stuck with those? Uh, Futurama. American Dad, I assume. Now, you can tell when I watch. <laughs> you can tell when I watch. <laughs> Only on Hulu. Uh, what's going to happen? There's a lot of There's a lot of words and numbers coming up here, but... You know, it's uh, NBCU. Obviously, they're 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 turning their focus to, to Peacock. Peacock is something of a bright light, even though they're not doing terribly well for Comcast and NBCU. Uh, and but at some like they're going to have to turn their focus there somewhere because they've they started pulling. They started pulling. They already don't debut the new episodes of the NBCU shows on. Uh, on Hulu anymore. They they stopped they stopped doing that at the start of last season. Now we have everything popping up on Peacock, even though it's an inferior player still. I tried to watch Five Nights at Freddy's, and sometimes it restarts because I had to stop it for one night, and then sometimes it restarts, and then uh, it's just so it's difficult. Also, I don't know what the consensus is on Five Nights at Freddy's, but for a PG thirteen horror movie with like no cursing, <laughs> I think it's pretty creepy. And I've never played the games. I have no interest. I'm an adult. Actually, I do think I own one of the games. What is that noise? Oh, probably because I still left that engaged. For Disney, I, I, I you know, Hulu is just, I, I, it is, it is the progenitor for all of the, uh, for the streaming services. And I really like the, uh, I really like it. My Apple uh, Arcade subscription, my trial is, is ending. Great. I don't think I played one game. Uh, I I really enjoy Hulu, and I think it is. I think it can still exist as a place where pretty much everything goes. If uh, uh, if if they, I was going to make an, an, a Broadway joke, but I just didn't have the capital to do it. <laughs> There's one person listening. Is like oh, everything goes. He's going to make it. Everything goes reference. But if 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 Hulu wants to succeed and it, like if Disney wants Hulu to succeed, I believe that they could just continue buying up shows kind of like how Warner is is putting, you know, um, uh, Insecure on Netflix and, and, and Tubi gets Westworld. 
or however these things work. I, I wish that these would continue to exist, but it's just it's it's the only way for these companies to make money besides ad sales and and yeah, now we're gonna and, and now they're even hiking the prices up of Hulu. Something I paid, first of all, zero dollars for, but now something I paid eight dollars for in a bundle is now gonna be eighteen dollars. It's insane. Continuing off the cable kick. This comes from Cord Cutters News Again, written by Luke Boma. Local ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC owners say Disney buying Hulu is more is one more reason YouTube TV, Fubo, and more should be turned into cable TV companies by the FCC. Now you can see where this is coming from. They these these local these local affiliates want a piece of that pie. They need their the the coalition for local news was started. Of a, there are a bunch of affiliates from your ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC stations. Now, the reason why they've done this is because they want more stringent cable-style regulations so that they so that they can get more money in the end, but also so that the prices of Hulu and Fubo and all these things don't go up and they don't see any of that. They want to treat them not as streaming services, but as cable TV The conversation was picked up in September when Congress held its first hearing uh, into the future of TV. During the proceedings, Curtis Legayet, the CEO of the National Association of Broadcasters, threw his support behind the owners of local TV stations. So this is what's happening. In July, all these local TV owners formed the Coalition for Local News, and they wanted. They said, "Hey, treat these uh, services like cable TV companies." It's about six hundred local TV stations, and they're all just trying to get regulation happening. At the same time, Fubo and other companies, YouTube TV, Disney, NBCU. They're saying that these old rules are antiquated. And they are because they were created decades ago. Just such a long time ago when cable was the only way to get things. Now, here's what Luke writes. Under the existing rules, ABC and NBC can sign contracts covering all of their affiliates, even the ones they don't own with streaming services like YouTube TV, which means the local those local affiliates that they don't own still are losing money and they have to run ads and all this stuff that that aren't theirs. If local TV stations win, it would dramatically change how the FCC regulates live TV streaming services. Primarily, it would force live streaming services to negotiate directly with the owners of local TV stations like Nexstar, which means they could do something like how Paramount or Viacom, Paramount, was, well, Viacom, Viacom, excuse me, the same company, but it's Viacom, the TV side, the TVR. How Viacom was fighting with YouTube TV and uh, in order to get, you know, or, or we see it all the time with Disney or Fox Broadcasting, uh, how, how, how we get, uh, how they get uh, um, networks like Comedy Central, VH1, BET, MTV, um, to be on YouTube TV and so that they can get more money so that you, so they can charge, so they can say, hey, YouTube TV can come to your to the to the to the subscriber and go, hey, we're charging you seventy three dollars now instead of sixty five. Because, but also we're going to give you 
these Viacom networks that you've been wanting. If local stations get their way, you'd be paying a little bit more. If owners of local ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC stations succeed, live TV streaming services would need to pay about $1.23 per subscriber every year to cover the FCC regulatory fee imposed on cable companies. Which means that you'd they'd probably round it up to three or five dollars. FCC hasn't started looking into this yet, but it could come. So keep an eye on that. Uh there's a Twitter thing, but I'm not really going to talk about that. So I'm going to delete that. And I'm going to delete that. Actually, you know what? That might be good for news time. <laughs> Let me just move these down. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the show I haven't done in months. Don't worry. I'll, it'll be back. Now, continuing on the streaming, this comes from Variety, written by Brian Steinberg. Pause ads creep onto Hulu, Peacock, and Max as streamers seek new revenue. If you notice, if you subscribe to Peacock in particular, I've seen it for months. If you pause a show, pause SNL, pause Law & Order, whatever you'll see an ad pop up. You'll see like Tide pop up. Full screen Tide. That's what I've seen for Peacock. I don't, I'm don't. i not often in the uh, A-B testing groups for, for streamers or for really for apps or anything. But man, it is, uh, it's, very, it's very interesting to, to be in one and, uh, to, and to now see this uh, happen in real life. But you pause a show on uh, Peacock, Max, or Hulu. I have not seen on Max or Hulu. But if you pause the show on Peacock, because that's the only one I pay for ads for, uh, then you'll get a big, you know, splash screen. It says Tide or, you know, uh, a double mint gum jingle. It's going through my head. I don't know the words, but I know double mint, double mint, double mint gum. That's it. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. It is for ad supported versions. So these pause ads they turn up a few seconds after you pause, are seeing new movement in the streaming world with the format appearing more frequently on Hulu since July, according to Josh Madison, Senior Vice President of Revenue Management Operations for Disney Advertising. This is just a way to get more money from you, the viewer. You offer cheap ad-supported versions of your streaming service. Someone's going to go for it. Hey, it's five bucks for, you know, for Hulu live or hulu tv hulu with ads whatever <laughs> and then bam let's serve them up with more ads i know i know on peacock in particular you play a movie you get at least two two and a half minutes ads before the movie starts for, for the record before the movie starts but uh, i can see it creeping into the uh before after and middle parts I'm not a huge fan of these pause ads. Uh, I, and you know what? There's a look. There, there's a reason why I buy a lot of things. There's a reason. More recently, I just bought the Avatar Collector's Edition, <laughs> the fir- the first one. The first movie has a, has a has a three hour three ish hour cut, I think, something like that. Anyway, it's an extended collector's edition. <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray. I'm so excited. <laughs> it was new in box, shrink wrapped, and everything. But I don't like these pause ads. I don't like them being wanting to take more money from the viewer who's already giving you. I don't think there are any uh, streaming services that have five dollar 
ad support anymore because I, I believe um, Netflix is now the the lowest tier is the eight dollar one and that's the ad supported one. And then if you want to not pay that, you have to pay like thirteen, twelve, or thirteen. I don't know the exact numbers. Uh, I put I put that thing on auto pay and I let it go, baby. Twenty dollars a month. And then at some point next year, Prime Video is going to your when you even though you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you're going to be opted into their ad supported version. And then if you want to get out of that, you have to pay three dollars a month on top of it. So that's what on top of Prime, that's fifteen dollars, and you pay another three dollars. That's insane. They're trying to get all the money out of us. Not a fan. I am not a fan. And finally, Spotify's. Uh, what did I write in my notes here? Royalty model is changing. This comes from uh, The Verge, written by Ariel Shapiro. Spotify is reportedly making major changes to its royalty model. Now, if you know, Spotify does not pay a lot of their artists, pay, pay them very well. And the changes are coming. This comes from Music Business Worldwide. If and when they are implemented in early 2024, it will raise the bar for who gets paid from music streaming on the platform and direct more money to major labels and artists. Two of the uh, proposed, two of the three proposed changes, two of the three proposed changes could uh, could be, Jesus Christ, should be relatively uncontroversial. According to the report, Spotify will fine music distributors, including labels, for fraudulent activity detected on their tracks, meaning that people like the the like if a robot is streaming you know over and over again streaming is streaming fraud is pretty widespread and crackdown is and a crackdown is long overdue the second change will raise goosing the numbers the second change will raise the the minimum length of playtime for noise tracks like uh rain the rainforest don't know why i couldn't think of something i'll say something else without rain uh ocean still got water uh but you know people use those things to go to sleep and 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 the artist could probably make you know a bunch of money a a bunch relatively a bunch of money because someone's using that 10 hours a night to sleep 10 hours (laughs) jesus i'm lucky if i get five (laughs) oh god (laughs) well six oh my gosh uh yeah but someone's using that six hours a night Currently, any track that gets played for more than 30 seconds starts earning royalties, and many noise creators have gained the system by breaking the noise uh, up into short, even 31-second tracks. Jeez Louise. There's no report on how long the new minimum would be. The biggest reported change, and the one that is already garnering criticism, is a minimum threshold for annual streams for a track before it starts earning royalties. In this scenario, a track would have to earn $0.05 cents per month in order to be paid, or as MBW estimated, about 2,000 streams per year. So that's going to put, excuse me, 200 streams per year. So that's going to put a hamper on the people who are smaller artists who don't have the uh, the the big enough fan base like you know it's the it's the small hipster indie bands or the small uh rapper the small r&b artists the rockers who are who are you like your friends and they put them up on spotify hoping to at least make some money many indie tracks don't hit that threshold and so the pennies those artists would otherwise earn will be diverted into spotify's quote-unquote stream share pool which is basically a tip pool which is not good 
Other streamers have attempted to revise their royalty models as of late and with wildly different different approaches. SoundCloud, which is geared specifically towards indie artists, introduced a user-centric model which distributes payments based on the number of streams rather than an artist's share of overall listening. Deezer made waves last month when it made a deal with uh, Universal Music Group to pay out to more uh, popular artists than independent creators in a way that is even more overt than what Spotify is trying to do. So, I mean, everybody is for the bigger artists because they want the Taylor Swift, the Beyonce's, the Drake's, the Linkin Parks. To put <laughs> In my head, I said, name a rock group. And then I went straight to Linkin Park. I could have said people I listen to, U2, Springsteen, Steely Dan, not even barely rock, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, I could have said Eddie Rock, Slater Kenny. It's going to be tougher. These streaming, these streaming companies don't want to pay people, and we're all falling for it. And I don't like it at all. It's getting madder. And another thing, Homer Simpson should be able to strangle his kid. <laughs> that was the big news story for like the past like four days. And an episode that aired two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Homer said there was a line in passing. He's a, a character is like, you have a nice strong grip. He goes, ah, I used to strangle my kids. Can't do it anymore. That's not the line, but still. It's ridiculous. Why is that a news story? I just saw it as a joke. Like, oh, he's, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't strangled Bart in years. The end. <laughs> All right, listen. If you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com. Don't know why you would. See me talk to famous people, comedians and such. My next conversation is with Chuck Nice. He's a very funny comedian. It'll be up the same day this is up, which is in the next 10 minutes. It'll be up. <laughs> uh, watch the video, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy under comedy under the um, uh, uh, the banner of the interviews. You can also watch every other video podcast and listen to those and subscribe to those wherever you get your podcasts, but watch them on youtube.com slash comedy, including LinkedIn Logs, which is the business podcast, and Late Night Lately, which is the late night podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that stuff, all socials, at Seeples Comedy, me, at Chad Black White. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. We're going to go out. Goodbye. I love you.